Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Sundays through Thursdays, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Huddle. Join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. Everybody thinks about retirement. The golden years when we can relax, enjoy life, and do all those things we never had time for. I say everybody thinks about it, but how many people actually do something to provide for old age? Are you putting aside enough to look forward to years of comfort? You know, it's easy to save these days when you buy United States savings bonds through the payroll savings plan. It's regular automatic saving. You simply notify your employer you want him to invest a few dollars for you out of each paycheck. You won't miss the money. And when you get your bonds, you'll see what a wise investment you've made. At maturity, they'll pay you $4 for every three you've put in, and even more if you hold them longer. And every dollar you invest in savings bonds serves a double purpose. It's an investment in freedom, helping to make your country stronger. Ensure a happy retirement by joining the payroll savings plan now. You'll feel more secure tomorrow if you invest in United States savings bonds today. Hey, Molly, it's me. Where are you? Right here, McGee. What's the matter? Are you doing anything? Am I doing anything? I've got a scarf on my head, a mop in one hand, a bucket of soapy water in the other, and a flock of soiled laundry under my arm, and he asked me if I'm doing anything. No, just resting. Oh, here, let me take that stuff. What are you doing? Now, you sit down. Come on now, sit down. Oh, my goodness, this is very thoughtful of you, but really, I have uh, to... I heard a joke down at the Elks Club that I just got to tell you. You can go back to your work in a minute. <laughs> this is going to kill you, kid. It's the funniest joke I ever heard. Well, by all means, tell it. A funny joke might be very appropriate right now. I can use a laugh. Well, this guy walks into a bar, see, and he sits down on a stool and... <laughs> this is a funny story. I Well, come on, tell it. I've got work to do. It's so funny. I'm telling you, when I heard this story, I fell right off the edge of the pool table. This guy walked... <laughs> <laughs> well, come on. How does it go? <laughs> this guy walked... boy! In here, Mr. Oldtimer. <laughs> Hi, daughter. Hi there, Johnny. I can tell by your expression you kids haven't seen your grocery bill yet. What's everybody so happy about? Well, I'm telling a funny story I heard downtown. You can listen, too, if you want to. Look, a guy walks into a bar, see, and he orders a short beer. Well, he looks around, and there sitting next to him is the strangest-looking animal you ever saw. It's almost 15 feet tall. Well, I'll be dead blamed. Don't tell me it's him. He's back after all these years. Well, I'll be dead blamed. Where was this bar, Johnny? What are you talking about? That strange-looking animal. Must be the same one me and Papa found that Mama insisted we get rid of it after it ate us out of house and home. What strange animal is that, Mr. Oldtimer? You never... Didn't I? It's a long story, kids, but I'll try to make it as short as I can. Oh, now, wait a minute. I'm trying to tell a funny joke here. Well, you can tell it later, McGee. He's got me so curious now, if I don't hear about that strange animal he found, I won't be able to sleep tonight. All right, go ahead, but keep it short, will you, on account of... Well, sir, it all started a long time ago, when Papa and Mama were traveling west in a covered wagon headed for California... And all us kids were just kids, kids. It was 
1889 B.C., as a matter of fact. B.C.? Before CinemaScope. <laughs> I'll get on with it. Well, sir, we were camped for the night at the edge of Lake Hillahockamickahickahickahoopa. <laughs> That's Iroquois for what the heck was in that drink. <laughs> Come on, cut it out. Stick to the facts. Well, sir, Papa and I went out to look for some firewood, and there, hiding under a stump, we found the strangest little animal you ever saw. Just a ball of fur with two beady eyes, a curly tail, and webbed feet. Goodness, what was it? No one knew. And since it was such a rare animal, we kids called it a rary. Isn't that cute? Go on. Well, this rary must have had some kind of growing disease. He was a real friendly little critter, but every morning when we took a look at it, it was three times as big and six times as hungry. Heavenly day. To make a long story short, by the end of the week, it was eating three steaks, a bale of hay, two gallons of milk, and it was ten foot tall. We had to take the top off the covered wagon, because the only way he could ride was standing up. That must have been quite a problem. Well, it had its advantages, too. Ours was probably the only covered wagon in history that wasn't bothered by Indians. I should imagine. Well, get this story over with. What finally happened to this unusual pet of yours? Well, sir, that little rary kept growing and growing and eating and eating. By the time we got to California, Mama said she'd had enough. We kids just couldn't keep them anymore. So we all had a big farewell party, and Mama and Papa rode the gigantic web-footed rary out to the middle of the Pacific Ocean near some islands where there was plenty to eat and the fishing was good, and they tipped over the boat. Oh? They got back three days later, and we haven't seen the rary since. Way out in the middle of the ocean. They've tipped him out of the boat, huh? Yep. That's why I said it before, and I'll say it again. What's that? It's a long, long way to tip a rary. Oh! <laughs> Back to Wistful Vista in a minute. The news is traveling fast. News about an exciting new shortcut to musical education. It's the new RCA Victor Listener's Digest. In one package, you get these three big values. Value number one is 12 of the world's best-loved compositions in digest form on 10 RCA Victor 45 high-fidelity records. They're performed by the world's greatest artists. In complete album form, this collection would cost you almost $60. Value number two is RCA Victor's famous automatic Victrola 45 phonograph. Value number three is a wonderful 42-page musical guide, fascinating stories about the composers and their music. Now all this can be yours for as little as $39.95. See and hear the new RCA Victor Listener's Digest at your dealers now. Remember the world's best names for quality, RCA and RCA Victor. Well, I said I was sorry, Johnny. Go ahead now. Tell your joke. i got to get on with my grocery route. Now I've got housework to do, so come on. How does it go? No kidding. This will murder you. <laughs> I've heard a lot of funny stories, but <laughs> this kills me. This... Hold it. Here's some more audience for you. Come in. Oh, Wally Wimple. Well, come in, Wimp. Come on in, boy. Hello, Mr. Wimple. Hello, folks. Come in, sit down. 
McGee's going to tell us a joke. Yeah, this is the funniest gag you ever heard, Wimp. Oh, I love jokes. I haven't heard a good joke in ages. Oh, this will slay you. You see, this guy walks into a... Not since that one about the two cats. Yeah. Well, anyway, this guy walks into a bar, you see, and he orders a short beer, and when he looks around, they're sitting next to him. <laughs> That's not the joke, Wimp. I haven't told it yet. I just started. <laughs> I know. I was just thinking about the story about the two cats. Excuse me. Tell it. Hmm? Go on, tell it. Tell the story about the two cats. I'll wait. Oh, you're sure you don't mind? Because you had the floor. Oh, no, go ahead. But make it fast, because this is the funniest thing. It's the funniest joke you I mean, when the guy walks in, you see, he walks into the... Go on, tell yours. Let's hear it, Mr. Wimple, about the two cats. Well, there were two cats sitting in the park, and they were watching a man play tennis. They watched for about 15 minutes, and then one cat turned to the other and said, My old man's in that racket. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that, that's very funny. Fred Nittany, the guy that I and him had a Savoyville act together from Starved Rock, Illinois together, he used to kill him with that joke. In 1916. Oh, yes. Fred Nittany. Yeah. Was that No-No's Nittany, the man who invented the exploding cigar? Yep. No, you tell yours, Johnny. I'm dying to hear it. Yeah, go ahead, dearie. We won't interrupt again. How's it start now? This man walks into the bar and he orders a short beer and sitting on the stool next to him. A little man two feet tall dressed in the uniform of a full colonel in the British Army. Well, Dr. Gamble. I heard all the laughing as I was passing by and the door was open. Since you can't stand to see anybody having fun, you busted in to see if you could stop us. Is that it, point killer? Oh, McGee, don't be so rude. Well, if everybody's going to tell this joke except me, by George... I'm sorry, McGee, but I happen to have heard the joke before. You have not heard the joke before, too, either. This is not the same joke you came butting in with. A different joke, Doctor. You mean it isn't the one about the British Army colonel who was two feet tall? No. Oh, well, I'm sorry, McGee, really. Go ahead. My apologies for breaking you up. Okay. Now, if you'll just sit down there next to Wimp. Uh, what was your joke, Doc? About the British colonel? You say he was two feet tall? Say, that's mighty short. No, 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 no. I'll tell it later. Pipe down. Go ahead, McGee. No. Oh, you go first. If everybody's going to be worried about a two-foot-tall British Army colonel while I'm telling my joke, I may as well not tell it to anyhow, so go ahead. Well, it's really very short. A man walks into a bar, and there, sitting on the counter, is a British Army colonel, two feet tall, sipping a brandy and soda. The bartender takes the man's order, turns to the little man on the counter, and says, Say, colonel, while I'm fixing this guy's drink, why don't you tell him about the time you were in Africa and you got nasty with that witch doctor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, everybody ready for the joke? Yes, McGee. Go ahead. Yeah, how'd yours go, McGee? Well, it starts the same as yours. A guy walks into a bar, see, and he orders a short beer. And he looks around, and there sitting next to him is the strangest-looking animal you ever saw. It's almost 15 feet tall. Part snake, part elephant, and it's got bat's wings and a long neck like a giraffe. <laughs> yeah, go on. Well, look. The bartender walks up to this strange-looking creature, and he says... <laughs> Come on, McGee. The bartender says... <laughs> oh, dear. Come on, Johnny. What did he say? <laughs> yeah, McGee. What did the bartender say? <laughs> he says... <laughs> the bartender walks up to this thing. He looks at him casually, and he says... <laughs> yes? What the heck did that bartender say? 
What? Well, try to remember. Oh, try. Come on, Johnny. All I can think of is cats playing tennis and two-foot-tall colonels, and if I ever try to tell a joke again, I hope to have somebody tell me. Fibber and Molly will be right back. Let's leave Wistful Vista for a moment and talk about tomorrow night. This is John Wald, and I've got two important reminders for you. The first is that Dragnet, the exciting story of your police force in action, will be heard one half hour earlier beginning tomorrow. It's still the same exciting program, one half hour earlier. The other reminder is about Lux Radio Theater. It's radio's greatest dramatic show, and it returns to the air tomorrow night here on NBC. The entertainment combination offered by Lux Radio Theater is unsurpassed. One-hour adaptations of the finest motion pictures ever produced with your favorite Hollywood stars. The first Lux Radio Theater presentation tomorrow is the inspiring story Wuthering Heights starring Merle Oberon. It's the best in dramatic entertainment. So remember, tomorrow night you'll hear Dragnet one half hour earlier, and you'll hear the premiere of Lux Radio Theater. And you'll hear it, of course, on NBC Radio. Wake up, wake up. Uh, what? Yeah. For heaven's sake, what's the matter? I got it, I got the ending to that joke. What the bartender said, I got it. Oh, well, thank goodness. What is it? Yeah, well, he took one look at the strange-looking animal that was almost 15 feet tall and was part snake, part elephant, and had bat's wings and a long neck like a giraffe, and he says, Oh, it's you. You're late tonight. He left here an hour ago. <laughs> is that it? Yeah. Well, don't you get it, kiddo? No, but I'm glad you did. Now, maybe I can get some sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good night. Good night, all. Fibber McGee and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed with Bill Thompson as the old-timer and Wallace Wimple and Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble. This is John Wald inviting you to be with us again tomorrow night to hear Mr. McGee straighten out Mrs. McGee on Robert's Rules of Order. Good night. Get behind the headlines to the heart of the news tonight on most NBC radio stations.